Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi folks, it's Jordan here from VGC, a video game podcast, wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. For this week's episode, I've put together a little best of with some of my favourite moments from the year of VGC, a video game podcast. Now this isn't all encompassing, I would obviously recommend that you go back and listen to every show, but this is just a few of the bits that made me laugh. Be warned, this is a bit of a sweary episode because... You know, when when we stop talking about video games and start talking nonsense, some of those swear words do come out. Although we have made sure they include the biggest stories of the year, e.g. the fall of Jim Ryan and, uh, well, Redfall. Have a listen, let me know what you think, and thanks for all of your support in 2023. We will be back in 2024 with VGC, a video game podcast with all new guests. If there are any guests that you would love to see on the show, let me know on Twitter at jordan medlar as always thanks to grant kirkhope for use of the vgc podcast theme and we will see you in 2024 happy new year don't do that many jobs i do like two jobs john two uh it's not as it's not as rosy as it used to be <laughs> no 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 i i i do feel like i'm leaving a lot of money on the table john it's just it's just it's just my addiction to playing uh uh playing uh what was that game i was playing last year Te- tear down i can't stop playing tear down i'm yeah. back on the tear down guys there's a weird tiktok trend of tear down videos where uh this guy who has let's say a, a trans-european accent right. it could be from anywhere okay. on on the mainland yeah. where he drives cars into like monsters in teardown <laughs> so it's these like unlicensed versions of like five nights at freddy's monsters oh. And he's like, oh wow this this car is really going to destroy this monster and it gets they speeds it up a bit oh nice I'm, I'm i'm sitting watching it and i'm like why have I watched like five of these in a row? So, like I'm so poisoning my own algorithm. So this is the new thing with Teardown. You can kind of create Minecraft style. You can kind of basically spray paint in three-dimensional space. Mm. The voxels required to presumably make one of the characters from Five, five Nights at Freddy's. Um, but I... Um, so, so these guys... It sounds like he's going for the children market. Oh, yes. Unlicensed it's, video for kids sort of business. Right, okay. Interesting. Yes, it's very... Um, there's some creepy horror game that's kicking about now that plush versions of the main character are hanging about in every vape shop in glasgow oh like, yeah i know yeah, like, isn't it a five nights at freddy guy he's like he's got a triangular mouth and he's got yeah, big teeth and he's like long yeah, he's, he's, long, yeah long body sa- i'm glad that i'm making you sound incredibly old john but he's a definite <laughs> character and, and he's and he's everywhere and he's been everywhere for the last year and a half and i saw him at the car boat they just suddenly started appearing at the car boat and but you never see a kid with one they're just at the car boat yeah <laughs> kids don't I, actually like like it long triangular mouthed monster man boy child i'm i'm being i'm being told, told. by my told by my producer um 
the uh, Gengar fan ninety three that the the character is from a game called Poppy Playtime and the right. character is called Huggy Wuggy. Huggy apparently. Wuggy, yes, he's um, a Huggy Wuggy. I'm glad that you haven't got a mechanical keyboard that clacked away as you were getting that message. Here is uh, here's an article from Forbes from 2022. <laughs> the Huggy Wuggy YouTube panic explained. Yes, I'm, Slender I'm, I'm Man. That, it was, and then now yeah. it's Huggy Wuggy. What's going to be next? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's weird. Every every vape shop in Glasgow has Huggy Wuggy and Prime. That's it. That's all they <laughs> We've sell. We've got Prime, yeah. The, 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 the vape shops don't even pretend they sell vape, vape juice anymore. They just very much no. kind of like say, well, we've got um, we've got some Prime in for crying out loud. We'll stick yeah, that in your vape. I don't know if you've been into a proper vape shop, but it's like a, they treat it like an Apple store. Like the person comes out from behind the counter and goes, hi, how you doing? How, you, how, you doing? how are you getting on for your cores? Uh, have, have, have you got enough coils? There's have you got just, enough uh, of this little liquid there's that's nothing turning your lungs black? Men won't turn. And it is men. Turn, yeah. it, turn into like computer enthusiasts, car mechanic guys. There's nothing that they want. There's not a hobby they won't turn into the geekiest fucking thing in the world. Guitar tech. Everything's yeah. just so nerdy and precise and when they're not they, they barely do the thing that they like they just go on forums and talk about the thing that they like i'd prefer it to be much more like uh, under the table like you yeah. have to ask for yeah um there was a rumor going about that in my local chippy if you asked for a pizza with cheese they would just give you a lighter and 10 fags okay I, nice I yeah that, i don't know that's if that fair. ever actually came to pass <laughs> um glory days yeah. <laughs> well, I really hope Gamescom happens because I have booked what is probably the sketchiest hotel in Cologne to I think uh, I've got go a and... long experience of sketchy hotels yeah. in Cologne at this point, mate. Like <laughs> fifteen years worth. <laughs> it, it looks like there's like two hospital beds like placed together. Wow. Um but the breakfast looks nice, so that's really all you're asking for when you're traipsing through a big uh, convention center. I went like to that. the the weirdest gamescom I had was the year I was pregnant. And I went, and I'm like, I was massive. And I was like, waddling the halls. And like, nobody had any idea how to deal with a pregnant games journalist. I don't think it had ever happened. I genuinely think nobody had ever encountered this problem before. And it was the year that they were doing, you know, that Resi demo, uh, the Resi demo, was it the kitchen demo? Um, the one yeah, where you get beheaded in it and everything in VR. Um, yeah. So I turned up at Capcom and they took a look at me, took a look at the, and they were like, we don't, we don't think you should play this. <laughs> I was like, okay, can I watch someone else play it? They were like, we think that's best. So, <laughs> so I watched some poor Capcom guy like do the demo and I was just watching the screen while, while they were in VR and I was like, well, I, I really feel like I've experienced this <laughs> as much as I want to at this point. I just loved the idea of them like freaking out the pregnant games journalists so much that like, I went into labour on the show floor. Would have been quite a story. That would have been great PR, though, if that had happened. <laughs> that's it? like one of the. That's like <laughs> a mid two thousand. Not so much for you. <laughs> like when, like when, uh, for some Resident Evil game or some horror game, they had like body parts around London and then lost some of them. That's so like, right. <laughs> like weeks weeks later, they were like, if anyone comes across like a, a plastic arm, could you return it? Was that <laughs> was that the year they did the butcher shop and they made like human? Yeah, because yeah, so it was right. all made of meat, so it would have been slowly deteriorating. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. No. Some guy's like taking the bins out at his work and there's just an arm like slowly melting to dust. Like, oh God. That's not, that's not as bad as the God of War party though, is or it? Where they, where they killed the goat. Yeah. Yeah, that was infamous, wasn't it? I was not there. Yeah, it was. I wasn't there. Yeah. It's one of the... <laughs> I, I, I was not there. You know, I just want to I wasn't there, but I hear a lot of magazines had to be pulped. Uh, official PlayStation covered it. A magazine covered it in great detail with detailed images, and then had to pull the, the yeah. like every issue and re- reprint it. That was grim. Turns out it's not in the greatest taste. To- 
some live slaughter <laughs> and go at a promotional marketing event for a video game. Nah. Better days, if you ask me. This is the games industry that when I was like a kid, I was reading about, and I was like, this is going to be fucking quality. And now I get I get into it, and it's like flights to like nice wee hotels, go and play the game, flights home. It's none of this debauchery. It's not flying it, right? to I Cabo. Like, I feel like Chris and I got in right at the end of the yeah, the like yeah. the wild era of um like when yeah, cause, magazines cause were you know selling hundreds of thousands. Yeah, because we we we'll we'll have both heard stories from before our time that were just outlandish and like we 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 had some pretty outlandish. I remember one of the I won't. I mean, they, they don't do these awards anymore, but I'll probably not name check them just in case someone's involved. But there were there was a regular media award for the what games. What could you possibly industry. be talking about? <laughs> which, I've which, got about like, nine of them on my shelf back there. <laughs> well, 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 some of us weren't so lucky. Um, but um, and it had like one of them was at like a, a burlesque bar, and then one of them was was at like a normal venue. But then like they had that sponsorship with that with a certain uh, independent games retailer that were which ended up with like condoms and the tables and stuff like that that was like yep the glory was, days. <laughs> god it was so, so so pathetic that was the thing like it was so sad you know it's like oh man like i remember hearing stories about like the tomb raider 2 preview where i think they flew everybody to egypt for like mm. a week and a half and everybody had magazine deadlines right so it's not like now where you have to write everything up like the second it happens it has to be on yeah. the internet like in moments it was literally like they would see the game for three hours and then spend five days in egypt and then like have <laughs> to write 300 words on it when they get back i'm like jesus that is a very different job from the one that i've been doing all this time <laughs> yeah there's there's this um, infamous person who used to cover games for one of the tabloids um, who used to just turn up to every single thing, all these things, all these trips, and then like hundred word column once a week. <laughs> that that was how it was. Yeah. What a cushy job. Yeah. Crazy days. Sorry, Jordan, we're massively derailing your your news. Oh no, with our stories. With our... It's what old people do, Jordan. We we <laughs> reminisce. You can't really. You just have to like sit there and go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just let us do I it. Mean, do, you mem- do you remember space offers? <laughs> <laughs> you talk, Chris. How long's your IMDb? Um. Oh. Fuck, mate! Don't get me started on my my MDB. Can, can't move for Oscar nominations. That's because of your alter ego, Dame Helen Mirren, isn't it? That's yeah. true. That's true. I wasn't. I wasn't a Lemmings documentary once. I don't know if that counts. God, that's the most on-brand um, thing ever. <laughs> I'm surprised that you were never in one of those like mid two thousands Charlie Brooker game uh, programs because you were I, in. I, I, I wasn't in the loop. I'll tell you what I was in, and this is this is uh, apologies for pushing your runtime over. Oh, um, Ethan, let's just leave. He'll be he'll be going for an hour about this. Some long held <laughs> no, no, grudge. It, sorry, it, it, ends, it ends with me looking like a prick, so it's fine. Okay. Um, the, the, I was asked to do one of those. Uh, I remember the. 80s of fucking shows it was on National Geographic because they fucking love that stuff <laughs> um, and, it was, and, it, and it was called like the 80s the decade it made us or something like that um, and obviously one bit was video games and they were talking about Pac-Man and the Game Boy and all that and I went there and had like a proper like two hour chat with them about oh and tells about Pac-Man tells about Space Invaders tells about that and I was like oh, oh, oh. and they used fucking the 10 seconds of it like it was one of these talking head things and I, I was like the head that said the least and they, they basically get two sound bites for me and the one the first sound bite was me going pac-man is a game where you play as a little yellow man eating dots and then they cut to somebody else well well thanks for my fucking expertise there uh, you could you could have like drag someone off the street to do that um and then and then the second they one did. was me <laughs> 
and then the second one was was me saying, "Oh, apparently uh, the the creator of Pac Man says that it appealed to women because uh, they liked eating, um, and 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 that was why he thought women liked playing it." I'm like, so, so you expose me as an idiot and then give me one sexist joke and that's that's the only thing I've fucking contributed to that whole show um, that's, that yeah, sounds like it was edited by one Jordan Mitchell. that's exactly how I would <laughs> what were you doing in the mid noughties I, 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 was in, I was in primary school at that point so <laughs> I, was in, I was in prison <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a pen stretch. Andy must have told you this one at some point, Jordan. It was at the E3 when they announced the DS. Um, so maybe 2004 or something like that. Um, and the then, I'll not name the person, but the then official Nintendo magazine before Future took over, the, the whole team went to E3 to cover it. Um, and they get sent into this kind of, like a secret kind of for VIP press where they had loads of uh, DSs all set up and all they had was pick to chat. Um, and, and, and the whole point was like, you know, and you know what's coming. And the whole yeah. point was, was to like, they were all linked up so you could pick to chat with other people. And they had big, massive screens up, like show, which they didn't realize, right? And this chap in particular drew, did what everyone would do, and drew yes. an enormous dick. <laughs> and like, uh, and as 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 I understand it, because this is before my time, it was it was very detailed. Um, for uh, even by picture chat standards um and and then apparently um he was informed by a member of nintendo staff that this massive penis was on display uh, on on this giant screen and that these screens were being shown to people standing in the queue like waiting to get in like to to the main kind of consumer bit and apparently turned around and saw Miyamoto just shaking his head disappointed You have disappointed the father of video games. If you disappoint me a more, you're like, wow, oh, no. I'd never get over that. I'd just lie no. down on the ground and never get up again. <laughs> Be the end. PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan is stepping down. This was confirmed last night in a quote. Sony Interactive Entertainment today announced that SIE president and CEO Jim Ryan has made the decision to retire in March 2024 after almost 30 years with the PlayStation business. Uh, to support Mr. Ryan in his transition, Sony Group Corporation President, COO and CFO Hi- Hiroki Totoki will assume the role of Chairman of SIE effective October 2023 and effective April twenty uh, effective April 1st, 2024, Mr. Totoki will be appointed interim CEO of SIE. Now, before we get into uh, some of the quotes around this, Chris, did this come as a surprise to you? Uh, no. <laughs> No, I mean, um, I mean, I, I didn't know PlayStation. Sony, it's not even just PlayStation; it's Sony execs of any leadership. They tend to be about five, six years, ten years. Um, Jim isn't a young man, um, and uh, and you know, in an interview I did with him a little while ago, short during the pandemic, you could tell that the pandemic was actually a bit of relief because it meant that he didn't have to fly. Well, I mean, it wasn't; it was not good, but it, it, he wasn't. He didn't have to fly to the US all the time. Um, I, I had a chat with him once just before an interview I did, where he said he does missed a few birthdays and things as a result of it. So I, I could got. I very much got the impression that he was. He was. He had a. He wasn't far away from from saying goodbye, and um, and here it is. Um, so no, it didn't surprise me that he, he's he's retiring. I was expecting it at some point soon. Um, because you know, Andrew House, I think, was six years. Kaz Harai, Kaz Harai went further up management, but he was about five years as well. So it's not, it's sort of in, in that sort of ballpark. 
Um, Jim cited uh, difficulties judging, uh, juggling his home life uh, in Europe with responsibilities in North America, as you said. Quote, after 30 years, I have made the decision to retire from SIE in March 2024. I've relished the opportunity to have a job and I love this very special company, working with great people and incredible partners. But I found it increasingly difficult uh, living in Europe and working in North America. I will I will leave having been privileged to work on products that have touched millions of lives across the world. PlayStation will always be part of my life, etc. And so on. Andy, this was a lovely get out of bed at Thursday and on a Wednesday night situation. But yeah. again, a surprising one or natural order? It's very sim- symbolic of um, uh, of Jim's reign that <laughs> he made me get out of bed at 11pm for a very uh, US uh, time zone targeted announcement. Um, it is literally only PlayStation that does that as well, by the way. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, again, I'm not going to say anything exciting, exactly what Chris said. If you look at the reigns of the previous um, presidents and CEOs, it, he's within that. It doesn't look unusual. He's not a young man. Um, you could almost like sense, as Chris kind of alluded to you know, during his time, that it was, you know, wasn't much fun trying to you know, bridge the, the Atlantic Ocean all the time with his responsibilities. Um, so, no, I, I'm I'm not surprised, to be honest. Um, you know, he's he always seemed like a safe pair of hands. Um, you know, he's he's got the console out. It's doing really well. You know, nothing's fallen apart. At the same time, nothing particularly original or exciting is going on. But yeah. that's clearly not his mandate. Um, now's probably for someone else to come in and then, you know, kind of, hopefully um contribute on top of that it's interesting with these ceo changes because andrew house instigated the change where playstation was going to become a global entity in the us right and then he left like and then and that became jim (laughs) ryan's thing and that's what that's his accomplishment in a way is he centralized playstation Um, but it was something that started before him and what he started is this move to live service and mobile and sort of well started talking about that really and pc and um that sort of movement but he's not going to see that through either so he's going he's going he sort of started all that off developers are working on it and now it'll be the next person to come in to see playstation transition to that thing and um and that's the thing that interests me because PlayStation's CEOs have always been people that were there at the start. You know, Jim was there at the beginning, as was Andrew House. You know, they were there right at the birth of all of, of PlayStation. We we not we we going to get that these times? That was thirty years ago. Yeah, do you know what wonder- that crossed my mind as well? Is that I know he's he's not got a great reputation with a lot of the uh, PlayStation fans. I mean, he loves a gaff and stuff, and uh, and obviously he's done some um there have been some unpopular decisions during his reign. Um, you know, closing Japan studio and stuff, which are, I don't think is specifically tied to him. However, it did cross my mind that, well, you know, if, if this guy's unpopular, the guy who comes next is not going to be a 30 year old, like 30 year company veteran, almost certainly. Um, it's probably going to be a marketing guy from the US who's going to absolutely double down on everything. But personally, I find un- particularly un- uninteresting about PlayStation um, is going to be more very, very Western you know, AAA safe games. Yeah, I don't, it's, I, I, well, I, I, the thing is, I, gonna, think, I think they're just going to look more and more like Xbox. And I don't I, mean I'm, that, I don't mean that as a, as a, as a, um, a, a, a negative thing necessarily. I mean, like, you know, some deviation would be nice, wouldn't it? I mean, they used to, they used to bring the flare PlayStation. I mean, I'm being the old man again, but they used to, 
you know, come up with the the, the hugely original stuff, the the regional flavour. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, just I, I, the last f- f- uh, kind of ten years, they've just been slowly moving more towards just being uh, the the American company. Yeah, I, I miss the old. I, and I've had conversation with Jim with this many times, and it's just the way the industry is now. It's almost impossible to. It, they view it as sort of they can't continue like that. But the old localized, like you had Europe and Japan and the US, and they all basically did their own thing. And Europe, that's why Invisibles was a thing. And it's the way Japan Studios, because Invisibles was popular in Spain. So Europe going, yeah, we'll keep doing Invisibles. The US didn't care and Japan didn't care. But now it's all centralised. Those decisions are going, well, no, we're not making a game that's just popular in Spain. And it's um, and you've got that you've got that sort of um, and I think but I think that's what made it popular in the first place. PlayStation was that regional thing. And I think what they're trying to do is is have their cake and eat it, be globalised. But the problem with that is decisions took too long. And this is the point they've often made, is that, you know, if a big platform-wide decision needed to be made, you need to get Europe on board, you need to get Japan on board, the US on board. And by moving it all into one, they can go, right, we're going to head in this direction and then and do it quickly. Um, so I understand why they did it, but I do think they've lost, potentially lost something along the way. But, you know... Um, I don't think the strategy will change because I don't think you can. What are you going to do? Somebody. I don't think it's like Xbox where they went right, change all of management, bring someone else in, and we're going to scrap all those games they were working on. So you know they're not going to come in and go right. You H Studio is making live service games. You're not doing it anymore. Like, I don't think that's um, that's going to happen. But it, it's um, it's a difficult decision from Sony to decide. You know who they bring in because you might want to bring in somebody from the outside who's got live service experience and mobile experience. Um, some maybe maybe even you start I reckon Rissatella will be out of a job soon yeah Phil Harrison's about isn't he um, <laughs> what's Don Matrick up to these days <laughs> uh, the biggest transfer saga of all time um, Chris is this a good time for him to step away PlayStation's position seems pretty strong yeah they've, they've maybe not got a ton of stuff announced um, that we know of but surely like their lineups are pretty set for the next couple yeah, of years yeah playstation don't have much of a they don't seem, we don't know what their slate's like post spider-man really but they when you're this dominant you know star wars is a playstation game right and call of duty is a playstation game and fifa's a playstation game you know they don't necessarily need the exclusives to dry things in the way that perhaps the other platforms do um but uh it's it's actually Ryan's tenure has been hugely successful. Right? That, that console's grown its market share of anything. It's uh, that pla- um, uh, they're more profitable than ever been. Their game's still getting great reviews. They're doing extremely well. It, you know, it is it's an enviable position to have. I think if, um, to be in. So um, I, I can't. I, it, there's never a good time to leave. Particularly in the games industry, where everything's changing all the time. I think. But if you're going to leave now, it's probably the time to do it. Um, mm. rather than at the at the end of a platform gener- console generation or the start of a new one. Andy, do you think that the, the next leader will be in the Phil Spencer mode of kind of, uh, he's your mate, he's a gamer just like you, he's a bit more front-facing? That always seemed to be a criticism of Ryan compared to uh, Phil Spencer. Um, no, I don't see why they would rock the boat if everything's working, to be honest. Mm. I, I, you know, I don't see what the incentive would be for that. I don't think is the, I don't necessarily Is there any like actual Chris, you might know this. When when Jim Ryan would come out and say these things that would go crazy on Twitter, like why would people play old PlayStation games and all the belief in generation stuff, did that have any material backlash in the real world or was that an exclusively Twitter centralized? I, I don't I don't think Sony care. I mean a lot of the times those sort of and the thing is contextually, right? You need to think about because some of those questions, some of those quotes are things I from interviews I did. Right. And I would ask the question and I would go to 
and it, it would trigger an answer. And in the, in the, like, we believe in generations is a big thing that people throw around quite a lot because obviously then they made a load of games accessible to PS4. But that was kind of a retroactive, that was a few issues on that was like PS, PS5 um, didn't, didn't, because of the pandemic, didn't hurt. So they had to sort of course correct. But also he didn't mean every game was going to be a PS5 exclusive. It was like, it was, it was off, it was taken a little literally. And I often think sometimes that if you listen to the context of what he'd answer, you think, like when he said, oh, why would you play that old Gran Turismo game? Um, was His point was about, he was trying to defending backwards compatibility things. But it was, but, um, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. I don't, I, the thing is, with my, like my understanding, and obviously I don't speak to everybody at Sony, and I'm sure there are people there that hated his guts, but um, uh, PlayStation UK used to call him Uncle Jim, right? The, um, the um, uh, Andrew House called him his secret weapon and sort of the secret behind his success and all this kind of stuff. You've got Shahid, who's uh, used to be the indie head of indies at uh, PlayStation Europe. He's just done a little tweet about it. But he actually was in, in did a keynote talk back in April, calling Jim Ryan his hero and his inspirational leader and all this kind of stuff. Like he was well liked internally from the least from the people that I know. Um, so I, I don't think it was. Uh, he's not. He's not. He just doesn't have the PR sparkle of Andrew House or the sort of gamer cred of. Uh, but actually, I'd argue that actually that's not the job of the manager. <laughs> the job of the manager is to look after your teams, make sure they've got everything they need to deliver the things that they need to they want them, you want them to deliver, and um, and then let the t- let the game let the let Insomniac and Herman Holst and all those people talk about games and and titles. The CEO's job really is to run a business. I I can't you know from the track record recently I can't see it being anything other than a US pick. Now it's going to be exactly it's going to be a Zelnick style guy with a six pack. Um, who's excellent, <laughs> excellent at dropping zingers, you know, during yeah. conference calls. Yeah, maybe. Well, we'll always remember Jim Ryan from that Gamescom press conference when the camera crash zoomed into him and he could clearly see it on like a monitor or something like that because he got a big fright and it was in the middle of talking about the Was PS4. that his first one? I th- I, that's the first time I remember seeing him up on, he was, on stage. He was given like... He was given three days notice, I think. Some, I can't remember the exact time. It was really short notice that he was having to do that press conference. And he was he's <laughs> never done anything like that before. Right? And he had to stand in front of a huge audience and present PlayStation. And I just, I was, it was, I, he was not a public speaker. And it was, um, yeah, I'd love it. I didn't, I didn't know about that camera. Um, yeah. That's come up. I'll maybe I'll talk to him about it. You should. It's, it's an iconic moment. Um, well, another great journey in the video game industry down speaking of proud to announce that me and my partner are expecting oh to buy more pokemon yes. cards because that's all Good i've stuff. been doing for the past month yeah, video games are done. done 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 i'm a pokemon card man yeah, now i recently opened on stream some aw cards and i was annoyed that they didn't have any bubble gum in them i was annoyed mm-hmm. that um they were all <laughs> a torrid of fetid rubbish um and it, it just seemed like very much <gasps> You get a bit of bubble gum in the no, Pokemon. No, the, the, no this is a bit of bubble is, gum you found. Is, no, this is from these uh, Japanese Gasha balls oh, that I bought at Tokyo Toys. Oh, lovely. That, that honestly, they should come with a warning being like, do not ingest the, 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 <laughs> the a, bubble gum that comes with them. That's a silica packet. Stop yeah, eating it. <laughs> it is, it's like, it could, it's like, it feels like a tooth. Like, it is yeah, that kind of a really hard to. Is it just like a, boiled, a Nana's boiled sweet, maybe, in a packet? Uh, eat someone, eat I, someone straight. I want to know what the Pokemon gacha chewing gum for, is. For episode 100, I'll eat anything. 
Um, did you get anyone good in your EW cards? Uh, no, we got um, one of uh, I can't I can't remember which character it was. It was an older uh, pugilist's um, a bit of his costume um, stuck to mm. a bit of card. Um, oh. I, it's it's always problematic buying wrestlers' clothes. I think uh, Mark, uh, the host <laughs> yeah. of Wrestle Me for a Joke, uh, decided to uh, decided to buy me um, a, a, a card with with a bit of Asuka's costume, uh, presumably Asuka's pants or something. I think it's mm. problematic. I'm one of those people who now own women's clothing, <laughs> all chopped up like a murderer. Former video game journalist, Asuka. Yeah, she did a bit of bobs, didn't she? A bit of graphic design. Yeah, she's Kana. always she, uh, her uh, her Kanachan um, YouTube uh, page um, is her going back and forth to shows and just playing uh, Zelda. She she just bought a Rog Ally from uh, from Walmart, which is quite and it's all very ASMR because she barely speaks. But just watching her like prep a bit of food in her massive um, sort of I presume somewhere in Texas or something. Her massive kind of like I think they all live in Florida all, for course, tax reasons. Of course, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. anything goes in Florida. Yeah, yeah really lumpy, telly tubby little kind of like complex that she lives on her cooking some ramen in the in, in the street is, is always a lot of fun so uh, yeah real kind of a relaxing watch ask us their youtube channel but we didn't come here to talk about wrestling we came to talk about your pokemon haul what did we get this week uh john so the, the we're between sets they release a new big set right. like four times a year yeah. and the next set will be out like next weekend so i'm itching i'm i'm, I'm like rattling for new pokemon cards <laughs> so we're just buying anything that's anything going that's moving um, <laughs> yeah we'll be like in the in the middle of the day it'll be like lunchtime and it'll be like oh should we just should we just get, pop get. down to the smiths and buy a couple of cards so we were in smiths right and we so they they lock the cards behind this wee desk exactly because criminals they, are young and they just yeah. want young things trainers bitcoin <laughs> it's all for kids pokemon cards, pokemon cards. <laughs> um so we go up there and we're looking at the uh, at the cards and this guy who must be no older than like 17 he has the most 17 year old mustache you've ever yeah, seen yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks like he stinks a links africa starts going like so you collect pokemon cards and it's like no mate i'm just That's... here for a fucking laugh of course i collect pokemon cards. look at me look at my general age That's... of course I'll, I'll i'll collect pokemon cards and he's like uh i've got i've, I've had some up the loft you know they can be they can, they can be worth quite a lot and i hate doing this and I, I refuse to do it. It's like if I was in game and someone started talking to me about a game, it would be the equivalent of me being like, mate, I completed that about a month ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, is, you cannot tell me anything about video games. <laughs> so instead, I just try and like one word response to them. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he will not stop. He's like almost peering over the glass while we are trying to look at these cards. Well, like so telling you your business effectively. Ah, it's like, mate, can you give us five minutes? I'm not going to steal this entire cabinet worth of cards. Like, you don't need to sit and protect them. And it was just, it's a very, you know, when you go into a shop in America, they chase you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, desperate yeah, yeah. to help yeah. you. It was that. But I was like, mate, you look so young. You cannot, obviously can't be bothered being here. Why are you talking yeah, to why us? Are why this? are you into this? I mean, right to be fair, it's the only part of the store he's probably into. The rest is just caravan yeah. magazines and, you know, not, and, 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 and nonsense. Really. Those little those little books you get, those experiences where you uh, you, you pay 50 quid and you get a stroke and alpaca. Like a red letter. A red letter. <laughs> it's just that, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of that and it's been a lot of, there's actually a lot, there's a card shop in Glasgow called Static Games. Shout out, give me a discount. Um, yeah. where they sell like single cards like single cards okay. that people have pulled and sold back to them yeah. that are super expensive yeah. every time we go in there this guy just looks at us and you can practically see the dollar signs appear in his eyes <laughs> He's just like, licking his lips that, these marks that, that gif with the man in the, in, the, in the red suit behind the tree yeah <laughs> he's like 
these marks are going to walk out here with like hundreds of pounds worth of cards yeah, and every single time we do to the point where we went in on a saturday and it was quite busy and we got offended by the fact that other people were in our card shop things it's like one guy bought like an 80 pence snorlax and i was like excuse me junior can you please move out the way i have to buy a 100 pound card of this lassie called iono who is known as a waifu like um so that's that's been my life recently because you know pete playing video games for a living uh, occasionally you get so burnt out that the last thing you want to do is play a video game so until starfield i'm i'm on the the sabbatical from video games and it's bloody wonderful But are you not worried that very much like when um people stop taking heroin and they go back to take the heroin that they uh used to manage their body's kind of not used to it anymore and games will overwhelm you (laughs) I mean, my first hit of heroin back will be Starfield, <laughs> so that will be kind of like a a, a world ruining yeah. um, experience. But you know what? It's I've been there before. There's nothing out. In, there's barely anything out June, July, and August. So I'm just going to enjoy it. Enjoy myself. Yeah. The only games I've been playing are Power Wash Simulator, Bit AEW, and then bloody Pokemon cards. Lovely it's been, stuff. It's been it's been, it's been glorious. Um, <laughs> you can send us your experiences with heroin to podcast at Video Games Chronicle. Dot com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The hot release this week, however way you want to take the word hot, is Arcane's Redfall. Now, you know what I say about Arcane. It's a developer that makes games the only games journalists like. So this one's going to be a banger. Lucy James, tell us about Redfall. Oh, absolutely. Cut me to the core there because I'm such a big fan of Arcane. Oh, uh, where do you begin with Redfall? Uh, Okay, so co-op looter shooter based Mm -hmm. in a fictional town in massachusetts that's been taken over by vampires created by um actually you know pretty similar to death loop in its um oh brain fog uh premise you know like these these visionaries wanted to take over the world and they become uh immortal by living the same day every day when this time it's people who are rich and want to take over the world and just don't want to die so they invent vampirism Hmm. um so that's the basic setting, and then you're one of four characters. I uh, can't change that character, by the way, unless you make a new one. Um, you're one of four characters who's kind of either in Redfall when stuff goes to hell, or you kind of uh, you you come in to help clean things up. And uh, honestly, that's about as much as I can tell you about the plot because it's very uninteresting. Um, For an arcane game, that that I, section of talking about an arcane game should be about five hours long. The, uh, there are cool. 
glimpses at cool story stuff. However, you can tell, and I was playing this game, I, I played like seven, eight hours, and I played it by myself because it's an arcane game. Why mm-hmm. would I want to play with other people? I hate other people. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I didn't want to play it with other people. And so I wanted to kind of check it out on the merits of it being a solo game. And um, so, you know, as someone primed and waiting for the story, you know, similar to, you know, all the cutscenes are like these weird, static, moving uh, kind of things, which I think they did in Dishonored, actually, which to be fair to them. But like, nothing's interesting. All of the missions are, hey, go here, unlock a safe house. And then you have to transport yourself back to the firehouse. You have to transport yourself back to the main safe house because you can't pick up another mission from anywhere else in the world. You have to keep coming back. I think it's trying to, you know, in co-op, that'd be like, okay, yeah, we'll come back to base. We'll get all our stuff, but it doesn't, it, it breaks the flow of the game. Um, there's a lot of weird, like, design decisions where the loot issue, a part of it, just doesn't really fit. Like, I, I think the weapon system is uh, poorly implemented. I also think that, you know, just having the weapons uh, in leveled. Like, they would give me, they're giving you gold and stuff, like, at the very beginning. And it's like, but also even when you come across, you know, all the AI dumb as rocks, which is really, really sad. Um, and I mean, that's to be forgiven. That, that's the thing. It's like, that's something I would forgive in a Dishonored. Because at the same time, like, you want to get one over on the AI because you're stealthing around, you're doing all that stuff. But in an open world game where you're having these factions who are meant to be fighting each other, and then you can snipe one, and the guy will turn and go, huh? And then just, or or you can hit a guy with a bullet, and he goes, huh? And then just carries on doing what he's doing. It's disappointing. Um, And then, yeah, just the vampires themselves, they seemingly only really have, like, one attack. There's different kinds of vampires, which is pretty cool. Um, but the big boss uh, was basically a destiny boss. Uh, like, at least the first big boss was a destiny boss. And uh, I remember just thinking, oh, God, if I wasn't like pushing through to get to the second area, this is where I... I mean, I would have tapped out. It's just boring. And then yeah. and that's, like, the, the, the open-ish world is just empty. And so it makes going back and forth to that bloody... Um, safe house all the more irritating because i get to see the same bland like blankness all yeah. over and over and again you think yeah. it almost um counts against it because it's made by arcane and that you kind of go and you 100%. know that they can do kind of certain things better yeah. well there's there's really cool um so the vampire nests are cool very arcane uh kind of like an alternate dimension that the vampires inhabit um, and they, they're really cool and twisted, but I think that's obviously more the art direction side of it. There is this one, when you're learning about the Hollow Man and his origins, uh, that is really cool. And that is where I was like, oh, this is, this is arcane. Like this particular section, that's arcane. And there was, there was discourse because obviously there, there was those reviews that leaked early and someone in the line in the review was like, I can't believe arcane made this. And then I saw some people go, well, that shouldn't factor into the view, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I kind of should, because <laughs> we know what Arcane are capable of, and then unfortunately, they have this one, which is a dud, and it's it's you know the glimpses of greatness in there are just bogged down by all the crap. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like a game they wanted to make. Yeah, it's, well, no, it's, not well, not wanted to make. No, that's that's me uh, projecting. But it's like it doesn't feel like a game that's a good fit for that studio. It doesn't play to the studio's strengths. 
it doesn't sound like you're describing a Harvey Smith game. Like, it sounds like mm. you're describing any kind of trend-chasing looter schluter for the past couple of years. Now, there is a case for the defence. Um, in typical Xbox-hating VGC style, we've somehow ended up with one of the <laughs> highest um, scoring reviews for the game. Um, my pal Jordan reviewed it um, because I have been deep in a fog. Um, you can head over there to read his thoughts it's pretty it's pretty spread across the the kind of it ended up like metacritic 64 which for arcane might as well be fucking one because Deathloop was mm. as it has the the kind of mm. uh, reputation arcane games come out they get amazing scores and then they are in no smiths the next week for 10 pounds um but yeah it was weird seeing this one get outside of the kind of games journal twitter and just hit xbox twitter in general because obviously that lot have been desperate for a win for ages this seemed like it would be the one and then when the big xbox accounts are also like this is fucked i was like okay well they've kind of let this get away from them not only that it seems to perform really shit as well i don't know if that's like did you play pc or xbox for this one so i played xbox and it was completely fine Mm. um I don't think I had any... I mean, beyond the AI, nothing was very... Yeah, beyond the AI. However, uh, I was talking to Jimmy Champagne, and he was like, somehow this game is deck verified. It should not be. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. That makes me want to play um, it. it's yeah, absolutely fucked yeah. on the Steam Deck. Yeah, and then other people were saying, yeah, on PC, it just doesn't run very well at all. And yeah, I mean, there's other things when you take into account the fact that it is meant to be played in co-op, uh, the fact that only the host retains progression. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah that seems pretty important. Yeah. Um, it's just such a shame, man. I was like so bummed. I played a bunch of it over the weekend. I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Ugh. Damn. But, you know, I doubt this spells the end for Arcane. Like, this was, this was Arcane... Austin, I think. I think Leon is, is this, working is on this something a service, Is this a service type game? If they said they're going to be working on this, or what are they? They said that there are more characters coming at the preview event that I went to. I mean, it doesn't uh, seem like a, a Fallout uh, seventy six type deal, you know. Like where obviously that was no. a disaster at launch, and they kind of kept building. There's loads of examples of that, right? But this doesn't yeah. seem to me a sort of game that they're still going to be creating stuff for in a year. No. No. Yeah. This seems like uh, yeah, something. Leon, that, Leon team was Deathloop, and then they're working on something else now. Yeah, uh, I wonder this if this was just team. a case of um, them when Microsoft acquired them. This was already too far along. They were like, "We'll get this out," yeah, and then yeah. the first proper one will be probably be fucking Dishonored three at this point because they, they're kind of. I think that's what that would be the pop. That would be the big moment. Please. Um, but yeah. I mean, this this feels like I mean, this is Bethesda trend chasing from five years ago. Yeah. Few and games just, getting uh, hit by that this year. Yeah, <laughs> seems, and seems I, I wonder if you know if we hadn't necessarily had the pandemic. Obviously, a lot of things would be different if we didn't have the pandemic. And this launched a couple years ago. I wonder if it would be a completely different situation. You, you can't but, do that it, anymore, right? Like, I mean, I've, I've said it before yeah. on on this podcast. It reminds me of back in the day when do you remember everyone was like scrambling to make their own war, World of Warcraft. And they all like sort of arrived when people had, that that trend had gone. Like people were just sort of done yeah. with the the WoW MMO, and they just all kind of arrived and died. You know, like I mean, we're looking at. I mean, I thought this was done with Anthem, right? <laughs> like, are oh, we still God. making? Yeah, people people are describing it as Arcane's Anthem, and I was like, oh my God, yeah, oof, that is oof, absolutely brutal. I saw a really really cutting uh, subhead on one review i apologize for not being able to to cite who it was 
but it was Redfall Review, good enough for Game Pass. That seems oh. to be a kind of recurring theme with these games that are just, I mean, to quote Time Gettys, swimming in sevens. Redfall isn't even a seven by most accounts, but um, yeah. do you think Oof. these kind of games coming to Game Pass paints the perception of the service? Because it's like, obviously it's amazing value, but you're not getting bangers on there necessarily. I mean, think back, was it two years ago? Yeah, it was 2021 where they had that press conference and it was like every month something big coming to Game Pass. And like that was a that was really cool to see. And it kind of made me feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really glad I'm playing. I'm paying for Game Pass just because, you know, obviously I have access to all of this stuff that I wanted to play, like Outer Wilds or whatever. And then I'm getting all this new stuff. It's going to be great. And then some of the new stuff was 12 minutes. So, you know, it's... (sighs) It's such a shame. And I think, you know, we're at this weird point where there's incredibly heightened scrutiny on Xbox for reasons that we won't go into um, (laughs) because everyone's finished talking about it. Um, It's just such a shame. And it's like, it does dilute the perception of the service. I mean, Game Pass, yeah, you can keep saying, and I say it, you know, it's the best deal in gaming. Look at all this stuff you can get. But when was the last time something dropped on Game Pass day one and it was big? And incredible. Big stuff launches on Game Pass day one. The first day that Halo Infinite multiplayer launched, that was a great day. Yeah. Because, like, Infinite multiplayer, at least very early on before we got into the, like, keeping that thing game alive, it it was incredible. Like, Halo's back, baby. And then very very clearly uh, became apparent that they didn't have any idea how to support that game. Um so yeah, I just think you know they need they need the hits, and they've they've dated and given a time to the Starfield Direct and for the Summer Game Fest thing, and so I really hope they kind of come to the table with some bangers because like Forza's great, don't get me yeah, wrong. That that went up being one of the consistently fantastic, but it's not. You're, we, you're we dragging that. us ever closer to, down to the Xbox pits of us <laughs> going off on one again. <laughs> Pokemon Sleep is Real. Um, congratulations to VGC's 2023 Game of the Year. After all these years, it will track your sleep and assign a Pokemon that sleeps in a way similar to you. I go to you, Jeff. What Pokemon do you sleep like? Just like a sputtering mess of just... <laughs> and somehow there's smoke emitting from me the entire time. It's a really... I should probably see somebody about it, but, uh, you know, it's, that's how it's been going lately. I'm not even joking. I've got two um, like plush yeah, Snorlaxes like- next to my bed that i sleep with see that's the dream sleep you want to sleep like snorlax because you're just gone and you're like the deepest sleep possible mm-hmm. yeah just sleep in really awkward places as well like the front <laughs> of like an er department yeah you know a bridge me, me and chris have to wake you up with a flute every morning to get you to actually start doing work um i feel like i'm more of a i mean this is a poor self-admission but like a grimer you just wake up you're sweaty you're like this is the worst sleep of my life why is this room so fucking hot i didn't even put the heating on like um I feel like the Pokemon Sleep app won't be uh, that disgusting. It's also a bit insidious because they said, we're going to put Pokemon Go compatibility into it. And I'm on the Pokemon Go subreddit with those uh, special people. And they were like, this company already takes hundreds of pounds out out of my pocket every month. I'm not going to be sleeping for Pokemon Go I don't even know what this is. What is it? What what is it? It's It's like a sleep tracking app that... Um, you you put it on next to your bed. It showed someone with their phone plugged in on their pillow, which is a huge fire hazard. I'm yeah. surprised they made it into an official Pokemon video, and it tracks your sleep and goes, "Oh, you slept like a 
fucking Bulbasaur. So they don't mind putting a fire hazard in their, their videos, but if you change the dimensions of the Pokemon, right. you'll have a legal team. Like yeah, That legal team is going to be focused on like people with brain tumors from sleeping next to a phone for 10 years. You, you, I mean, I worked for Future Publishing, right? You have never seen so much activity from a legal team than when official Nintendo magazine put an unofficial render of Pikachu mm-hmm. in, mag- in an issue. So they did this Pokemon Presents... And it's it was on um, the twenty seventh anniversary of Pokemon, and me being the constant optimist, I was thinking they've just put those Game Boy games on Switch. Someone tore open the ROMs, and all of the Pokemon games are in there, ready to go. So it was like this is the most obvious thing in the world. Just say they're on there. They teased them by putting the original Red and Green soundtrack out. Nothing. Didn't even fucking mention them. They ended it with like Scarlet and Violet DLC that looks cool, yeah. I suppose. But uh, yeah, I, I I punched out a Pokemon a good long time ago. But uh, it, it, it's crazy that Pokemon sleep. I had to wait for foam technology to evolve. The, the funny thing is, that, you know, like iOS devices already do sleep tracking that it could that they could tap into. But instead, they're oh, like, yeah. no, leave it on your pillow. Or if you if you bought our cool wristband or whatever, you can use that to track the sleeping too. I was like, come on. I mean, are you going to get a Pokemon Go Plus Plus, which is the actual name right. of, of this new yeah. peripheral? <laughs> they, did a, they did a study. You remember the Pokewalker that came with the remakes of, Heart, of Gold and Silver on the Nintendo DS? Yes. There was a study that said that that was the best pedometer, like, <laughs> the best pedometer around, that, because wow. it was just so accurate for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> ER doctors ripping these things out. Like. <laughs> There was a there was a, a run on these Pokewalkers. Funnily enough, if you have a complete version of either of those games with the Pokewalker style, that's like that's mad money. Really? Yes. Because hmm. Nintendo Nintendo looked into that, right? Didn't Nintendo have their sleep thing they were working on for ages? That was an Iwata project. It never came out. The thing that you put on your finger or whatever. The I don't think I don't think that was the same thing, right? Was that the vitality sensor? Thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought the sleep thing might have come from a patent or something. They were talking about it like every year. Whenever they kind of did a shareholder thing, they'd always ask, like, where's the sleep yeah. thing? They'd be like, yeah, it's coming. A longer development cycle than Beyond Good and Evil 2, but Pokemon Sleep is finally here. Maybe that's why Beyond Good and Evil is, isn't out. <laughs> but it's a, maybe it's a, it's a sleep game. Yeah. You sleep just like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> who sleeps soundly as he asks you to provide music for this game for free. Oh God, I forgot about that. Uh, VGC, a video games podcast, is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.